You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hallelujah. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, Pastor Anne. Welcome, Pastor Tavi. Welcome, Pastor Jess. All the pastors in the house, the leaders, every single one of you. Welcome this morning. I'm excited because I know that the Lord will indeed do a, a great work in our midst this morning. Let's pray. Just ask him to speak to you. you. You need to be open and you need to be receptive and you need to hunger to hear him so that the word will transform you. Amen. So speak to him this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the word that you are sending to us this morning. We are excited. We anticipate that which you have in store for us this morning. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for your word, the entrance of your word. It brings light. It gives understanding. We believe you for light today in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Because, Father God, as your light shines, we will no longer remain in the dark. We will come out of where our understanding has been darkened and where the enemy has been ruling. He will no longer be able to. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, can I just hear you because I need you to celebrate the word. Amen. Yes. We need to celebrate the word. As the word is coming, you need to celebrate it. Amen. Hallelujah. Today I'll be speaking on manifesting heaven on earth. Thank you for the shout on that side. Today, I will be speaking on manifesting heaven on earth. Glory to God. Let's start. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. I'm not going to read the prayer as you all know it. The disciples had asked, teach us to pray. Verse 9, in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We stop there. Jesus, this is how you pray. How do you pray? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it has already been established in heaven. In other words, it is the heavens that determines what will happen on earth. It is not the earth that dictates to the heavens what will happen. He says, pray. This is free. He's giving you for free. He says, here's how I want you to pray. Because if you pray like this, you are guaranteed answers. Hallelujah. It's like someone giving you an exam. And as he gives you the exam, he gives you the answer. You are guaranteed. Amen. Guaranteed to ace that exam. Teach us, how do we pray? He says, just pray like this. Ask me to do my will on earth as it is in heaven. And I need you to know that it is the heavens that will determine the heaven precedes. The heaven is the one that dictates what happens on, on the earth. 
I know that the earth is telling you all kinds of things. I know that while you're here, there are things happening. And then when it happens, you go, oh God, oh God. No, no, no. Don't go there crying. Oh God, what is this? Oh God, I am sick. Oh God. Uh, No, 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 no. What has been written? What is the will of God? What is written in heaven? What is his will in heaven? By his stripes, you were healed. And so when you come before him, when sickness comes near you, what do you say? You don't go and say, oh God, please, oh Lord. No, you say, I have already been healed. And so as it is in heaven, so it is in my body. I want to start with a testimony that kind of sums up what I'm about to share. It's a testimony about my son. My son is not here to share it, so I'll share it. <laughs> he was trusting God. He was <laughs> praying and saying he needed another apartment and he wanted something central, close. Oh, I want it close to work, close to this, close, you know, close to my social life. He never said close to church, but I'm sure. <laughs> I believe it was close to church. <laughs> and then he says, I saw a place. I looked and I saw a place on the internet and um, I'm going to view that place. When I view it, I'll tell you if I really, really like it, but it looks clean. He's very finicky when it comes to like bathrooms and kitchens. And <laughs> so I said, all right, when you go there, let me know. So he went and when he got into the place, he sent me a message, he says, mom, I love this place. Can we agree? that I get this place. And I said to him, yes. But then before him, there were like 30 other people who wanted the same place. 30 other people had the same idea. Fantastic location, nice building, everything. So, now the testimony, there's a lot, but I only want to share one part because that's the part that relates to what I'm saying. After we had agreed and we said, yes, I've prayed, you have it. The owner of the house had said to him, let's just say, maybe he saw it on a Thursday. And the owner said, I still have people coming in to view it, you know, till Saturday. Saturday is when I'll make my decision. So with all the people that had viewed it, he, he was probably number 31. All right. I said, it is done. Thursday night. I slept and I had a dream. And in the dream, my son brings me an email. Or he, he doesn't bring, he forwards me an email. And the email, the landlord had emailed him to say, oh, I'm sorry, I gave it to someone else. And then when I saw it, I said, okay, I will call my son and say to him, it's okay, God has something better for you. That was what I said in my dream. I woke up later, completely even forgot about the dream. Well, and I started praying. Once the eyes open, you pray. Amen. Not when your eyes open. Instagram. Not when your eyes open. Straight to your gym wear. Hello? When your eyes open, give thanks to the one who opened your eyes. And so I started praying. I was just blessing the Lord. I was praying. And while I was praying, the Holy Spirit said to me, that dream was not from God. (laughs) And so when he said it, you know, I was still... You know how you're warming up in prayer, you know, still taking my time. And he says, that dream is not from God. I sat up and I was like, huh? And I declared, I said, you are the preferred one in the name of Jesus. Now I, I sat back and I thought, it's just an apartment. Why did the devil have to come? 
is it? You won't even allow, just a simple apartment, you have to come. But here's the thing. When the will of God is known, <laughs> then you begin to enforce certain things. So the moment I was told it was not me, then I knew what heaven was saying. And because I knew what heaven was saying, I said, so it is on earth. And so I said, he has that apartment. And I put it aside. And then I came back to it and I'm like, I was a little angry. And I said, as a matter of fact, because you even attempted, today you get it. Not when the landlord said he was going to call. Today, he will not view anymore. You get it today. Why did I have the confidence to even declare the day it will happen? Because I knew the will of the Father in heaven. There is a confidence you have when you know the will of the Father. Your faith is activated when you know the will of the Father. But how do you know the will of the Father when you jump up and you go about your business? How do you know what heaven is saying when you have not taken time to pray, to talk to him, to bless him? How will he tell you that that thing is a lie? Some of you have had dreams that you died. And then you woke up sweating and looking for the pastor's number. Not that that's a problem. But maybe if you had taken some time, you would have heard, I have come to give you life. And give it to you in abundance. Maybe if you had taken some time, you would have heard him say, have you forgotten that the devil is a liar? That he's the father of all lies. When you have not taken time to know what heaven is saying about you, you have not taken time to know what heaven is saying about your situation, you have not taken time to know what heaven is saying about your family, anything goes. Whatever the enemy brings to you, you can accept. There is a confidence that you have. There is a confidence that you have when you know this is what heaven is saying. This is what heaven is saying. Let me tell you what miracles are. A miracle is an alignment with heaven, period. When you are facing a situation that needs a miracle and you can check what heaven is saying and it comes and it manifests in your life, what do you say? I had a miracle. All you did was manifest heaven on earth. What is the unimaginable? It is when you look up there and God shows you the most ridiculous ridiculous thing he wants to do in you and through you. You know, there's some things the Lord will show you. And when he shows it to you, you look around and you say, that, I don't think. It doesn't make sense. There's a way your faith can be. Listen. I had to do some repenting some, a while back. I had to do some repenting. Because the Lord said to me, I, I want glory from your life. I want glory from your life. There are certain testimonies, there are certain things he's done in my life in the past that were mind-blowing. And he took the glory. But you see, here's what happens. When you become a little more earthly-minded and a little more earthly, conscious 
when you're around people who are very, very intelligent. You following? When you're around the people who can explain certain things or tell you this, you know, if you don't do the manna does not fall from heaven. I don't know what, if you read the scripture, it falls. It does fall. When you're around people who begin to belittle and downplay the supernatural, then you find that you are no longer walking in the supernatural as you used to. Because to walk in the supernatural is crazy. And you need to be crazy. Has anyone here been crazy before? You need, you need to be that person whose eyes are red, you know. When you are not ready for anyone to tell you, God will not do this. Hey, you know what I mean? You need to be that person who has connected enough with heaven. And everything else is lying to you. But because you are so connected, so connected, so connected to heaven, nothing changes. And he says, I need to take glory from your life again. I need to do some crazy things in your life. But you need to believe me again like you used to. Remember those days? Yeah? You need to stop looking to your left and to your right. You need to stop looking. To your left, to Sister Munewa and Sister Noni. You need to stop looking. You need to focus on him because that is when you got the miracles. Forever, that's what the Bible says. Forever, oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It is not settled on the earth. It is settled where? And we are saying because it is settled in heaven, it is not subject to manipulation and change. Because your word is settled in heaven and not on earth, nobody can debate it. You know if it was settled on earth, you can come together, you intelligent, brilliant, world-class, PhD holders. You know you can come together, put your heads together, and you can unpack that word and unsettle it. You can take that word, mess around with it. In fact, the, you, the word can even be abolished if it's here on earth. Because after all, there are some laws that are not anymore. If the word was here, if it was settled here, if it was for negotiation here, things would have been happening. But the Bible says that forever your word is settled. It is settled in heaven. And because it is settled in heaven where there can be no debate, because it is settled there, all I need to do is to see what the word says is to see what heaven is saying and to speak it to the earth and to bring it here. There needs to, I, I need some crazy, some crazy faith. Listen, some kind of faith. You see, that faith is the bridge from the heavenly realm to the earthly realm. It is your faith, when you have been in communion, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Your faith cannot be built up when you are not in fellowship, you are not in communion, you are not hearing the word. There is nothing energizing you. But when your faith, when you are spending time, when you are having fellowship, deep, intimate fellowship with him, then he can tell you the heart of the Father. When you are having fellowship with him, then you can look. Jesus said, 
have to find the scripture where Jesus said that I do only what I see my father do. I do only what I see, what I observe my father doing. That to me, and remember he was saying it here on earth. After the guy by the pool of Bethesda was healed. After he was healed and they were like, Who, how dare you take up your bed on the Sabbath? How dare you take up your bed? Or can we find it? John 5. Thank you. Oh, yes. So after he had asked to take up his bed, and they were asking, who asked you to take up your bed on a Sabbath? And then he's like, I don't know, there was this guy that asked me to. And then later on when Jesus met with him, he now said, oh, that's the guy, all right? And some people were angry. The Jews, I'll read from verse 16, it says, For this reason the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father making him equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do, for, uh, let me read that again, for most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the father, the son also does in like manner. Hallelujah. There's some things we are doing here that I don't know who showed us. There's some loser attitudes that we are displaying that the Father did not show us because it's not in Him. There's some attitudes of defeat that we are showing here and is a result of not seeing what the Father is doing. If you can only see what the Father is doing, you will not take the lies of the enemy. If you can only see what the Father is doing, the defeat, you will brush it aside. You will say, this is not what is written in heaven. You will say, this is not permitted on earth. It is not permitted in my life. It is not permitted in my family. It is not permitted in my body. It is not permitted because this is not what I see in heaven. All this lack and poverty, where did we see it from? It's not, I, I don't see it in heaven. The blessings of Abraham are mine. It is what I see my father do. I'm standing here this morning because of what I saw my father do. Because of what I heard him say. That's why I stand here to do and to say. Hallelujah. Is that mine or? Okay. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. The moment you know what God is saying, guess what? It is settled. The moment you know this is what God is saying. Can I share another testimony? Can I? I will share. Even if you had said no. <laughs> you know why I will share? Because the Lord told me I, I get glory every time you say that thing. You know what I was laughing at the other time when this thing happened with my son and his apartment and all that? I was like, Satan, you should have just stayed in your corner. Do you know now I'm going to be sharing this thing? I'll be sharing this testimony over and over and over. And every time I share this testimony, you are disgraced. 
I share this testimony, God is glorified. If you had just kept quiet. In fact, you should have even allowed the process. <laughs> just allow, let them check documents, check whatever, and decide. That you should have even allowed that. Instead, you came to trick me. Not knowing that I have connection with my heavenly father. You came, you thought you could deceive me. Not knowing that the first thing I do when I wake up is hallelujah, glory to God. This is the day the Lord has made. Glory to God. I said, now you see, I'm going to share this testimony. And I'll keep sharing. And God told me, every time you share, I'm getting glory. I can just picture him getting glory again from my life. When God has spoken, settled. Some years ago, I know I've shared this before. I will share again because there's some who haven't heard it. Some years ago, the Lord spoke to me clearly. There was a conference in Nigeria, in Lagos, and the Lord asked me, he said, I want you there. I want, you know, clear. I knew what heaven was saying, okay. But what earth was saying is or was then, you don't have money. And really, if, if you shake me from here, just nothing will come out. I had no, I had no money. I had no money. And the Lord said, I want you in Nigeria. But because he had said it, something happened on my inside. You know, the gift of faith. When God takes over, because I had heard from heaven, I said, okay, so shall it be on earth. I'm going to Nigeria. Money or no money, I'm going. And Anele was with me. Remember, years ago, it was her first trip to Nigeria. So Anele said, I'm coming with. I said, let's go. Anele had money. She bought her ticket. <laughs> she bought her ticket and her pastor was believing God. Rabo Shanda. Lord, you said that I should go to Nigeria. I believe you. Ticket bought. The day we were supposed to go to Nigeria, I had no ticket. But I was not moved. I had packed. In the morning, my children were going to school. I said, bye. I love you. Mommy will not be home when you get home. Mommy will be in Nigeria. You were too young to remember. Yeah, but it happened. I said bye to you. <laughs> I said, I will not be here. And pastor was like quiet. He's like, because he said, and he told me, he says, I looked at you and your eyes were, it was like I was seeing God through your eyes. So I couldn't oppose. I couldn't say maybe next time because you understand the way things are. I said no. Anela came to my house with her stuff. I packed my things. I looked at pastor. I said, please take us to the airport. That was my look. I said, can you please take us to the airport? And he was like, okay. <laughs> he got into the car. He took us to the airport. I'll ask Anela to say what she was feeling. I need to hear from her. <laughs> took us to the airport. We got there. I marched straight to the counter and I said, um, I'm flying to Lagos and I'm expecting a ticket. Uh, my father was supposed to buy me a ticket. Is it here? The of course, nobody will expect that. I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. My father has bought me a ticket. So she went, pa, 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 and she checked. She says, I'm sorry. I gave her my name. She says, I'm sorry. You know, there's no ticket. I said, what? There's no ticket? Check again. I'm sorry. There's no. She says, and then she got upset. She said, but why hasn't your father done this thing and you're supposed to be leaving now? I said, don't worry. She says, go, please go now and speak to your father. She didn't know what she was doing. Please go now, speak to your father, and ask him to please hurry up. So what she did, if you remember, Anele, she booked us on a later flight, maybe two or three hours after. 
She booked us on that flight, and she said, this is the only connecting flight from Cape Town, the, the only other flight that will take you to Lagos, because I had to connect. We had to connect from uh, Cape Town, Johannesburg, and then to Lagos, right? So she says, please make sure. So I got up. I said, Anela, let's go. Let me, I, I need to go and speak to my father. So Anela was following me. <laughs> and then we got, we got to the car. Pastor was still waiting. I could see he had been speaking in tongues. And then I said to him, let's go home. She asked me to go speak to my father. They booked us on a later flight. He said, okay, we got home. As soon as we got home, came in, Anela said, Pastor, I want to go home. I want to go home. So she said, I said, I'll call you when my ticket comes. Because we're on a later flight. I'm still going. Why? I heard from heaven. I know the will of heaven. I'm telling you stuff that I used to do crazy things that I've stopped doing because of you. Because you've influenced me. You are so proper. You only fly when you have money. So now I wait until I have money. Meanwhile, I used to fly without money. So Anela left. Pastor went into the bedroom. I sat in the lounge and I, and I looked and I said, Father, there was no shadow of a doubt. I said, Father, you asked me to go to Nigeria. My flight is in whatever hours. I need my ticket now. I was still praying, and my phone rang. And this lady calls me, and she says, Hi, Pastor. Who oh, are you on your way already? She knew I was going to Nigeria. I said, No, my flight is a little later. It's at so-so time. And she says, Oh, okay. So you're all set. She said, Because the Lord spoke to me, and he asked me to buy your ticket. <laughs> but you're set. So I said, no, I'm not set. I said, I'm wait I was waiting for my ticket. I was waiting for your call. You're the one he asked to come. You've been wasting time. And then she starts, she starts crying on the phone. And I said to her, it is not the time to cry. Send the ticket. And then she sent the ticket. And then I phoned Anele and said, Anele, we're going to Nigeria. Anele was like, Pastor, you know, we can. I said, Anele, I'm holding my ticket. I, I phoned Anele before I even called, told Pastor. I was sitting in the lounge. I didn't say anything to Pastor. They sent, she sent my ticket, a courier service. They brought my ticket. How many minutes? They brought it. That time it wasn't internet, whatever. They brought my ticket. And then I got up and I said to, I went into the room to pastor. I said, uh, please take us to the airport. Kato Yalaba. As it is in heaven, so it is on earth. It is, I do what I see my father do. I saw it. And so I did it. And I'm laughing. I, I need Anele to come. Who wants to hear from Anele? Anele, come. I want to know what was going on in her mind because I know she cried. What was happening to Anele? Hi, I'm Anele. <laughs> Guys, it was the most stressful time of my Christian faith. I kid you not. So it was September 2003, to be exact. So as I was sitting down, I think that was exactly 20 years ago, Pastor. But it feels like it was just, you know, yeah, that was my first trip to Nigeria. And indeed, as Pastor said, but I remember the first time when we were going to the airport, the, the car guys was silent. <laughs> and they didn't have the latest car. <laughs> but, like, it was tense, you know. I was tense because... I knew that there's an expectation. I knew that we're supposed to be going to Nigeria. Yes, we are going to Nigeria. And I also knew, unlike Rahila and PD and Shama, I knew exactly what was happening. So I knew that we were trusting God for a ticket. 
So I remember the first drive to Cape Town, there's a turn that we're, I mean to the airport, there's a turn that we're making to the airport. And I remember saying to Pastor Eric, this is the most stressful thing I've ever done as a believer, you know, and, but I had already engaged my faith because what I needed to do is that I needed to be in their house. If you remember correctly, Pastor, I actually moved into your house two days before we went to Nigeria, before they did, because I knew that we're engaging our faith, we're engaging our faith. And yeah, man, and it was a victory for me, even though I already had a ticket, because I saw faith at work. I had never seen it before. I saw the active participation of what faith looks like. I knew what it was to ask God for money, for provision as a student at the time, but this time I was already working. So as a student, you're constantly trusting God for money, for this and that and all of that. You know, and God comes through, but I had never seen God like, I had never seen a believer taking active steps and enforcing the will of God in a situation. And that's exactly what happened. And Pastor, you would have forgotten by now. So we successfully went to Lagos. When we came back, I came back. You came like a week or two after me because you stayed behind to visit your family. And when we came back, it was during the time where, yes, we still need a Yellow Viva ticket, but you did not need it to get into Nigeria. You needed it to, to get into South Africa. This sister here did not have money. When I was leaving South Africa, I knew that I was not vaccinated for Yellow Fever. And I knew that I'm going to need a Yellow Fever ticket, but that was not a problem because I had already, I was confident that it's going to be sorted out because I had already experienced this faith engagement on our way to Lagos. So when we were coming back, the flight was landing at 5 a.m. and it's packed South Africans this side, foreign nationals this side, and they still had the Port Health Clinic. And when I got there, they're like, oh, ma'am, your yellow fever ticket. And I'm like, oh, I don't have it. They're like, oh, okay. So please go to the clinic. You still could still vaccinate at the, on the spot at the time. I got to the clinic. They're like, oh, I'm, they say I must come here <laughs> for my inoculation. And then they're like, oh, okay. It will be, it was supposed to be something like 60 US dollars at the time. This is 2003. It was 60 US dollars. And I was like, Oh, oh, so it was a long queue, actually. And so as we're on the queue, people were talking, chatting, chatting, we're all waiting to go in. And people were like, oh, why aren't you going through to your line? Because there are a lot of Nigerian nationals. And I'm like, no, I'm not vaccinated. They're like, oh, okay. I'm like, no, I'll just give them my discovery card. I knew it's not going to work, but it's a start. <laughs> I'll give them my discovery card. They're like, sorry, ma'am, we don't accept uh, medical aid. I'm like, oh, okay. They're like, I'm sorry, you're going to, you can't come into the country. I'm like, no, I'm South African. So I'm coming. I'm in the country now. And they're like, oh, okay. The first time I heard the word quarantine was then. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, so we're going to quarantine you. I'm like, you're not quarantining me. I'm coming back. I went back to join the line. And I was like, Father, I thank you for provision in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you have done. I've seen you doing for Pastor Uba. When we're going to Nigeria, you will do it for me. When I was two steps away, there's a gentleman who was behind me. He's like, oh, what's happening? Like, I saw you going in. And you back, I'm like, yeah, I don't have money for it. He's like, oh, okay, here's $100. He gave me $100. <laughs> so the interesting thing is that even the staff in the clinic, they knew that I didn't have money. The nurses knew. They're like, but what are you going to do? I'm like, God is going to provide. Few minutes later, I went back in. They're like, where did you get the money? I said, God provided for someone in the queue. <laughs> And because I had seen what faith in action looks like, what agreeing with heaven looks like, so I went back and I gave the gentleman change, like, here's your $40. He's like, no, it's okay, keep it. I was like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I even had change, you know, so I really, I saw that was faith at work, faith in action, agreeing with the word of God and engaging it. Amen. Thank you, Anele. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It was good to hear from her, right? Because she cried. She didn't tell you. She cried. Because, like, what's happening? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hallelujah. When you have heard and seen what heaven 
is saying. It doesn't matter how ridiculous. There have been too many ridiculous steps we have taken in this life. We have taken steps that you would say, I mean, what is wrong with you? You are disgracing God. You, you know, someone could have said that as I went to the ticket. says, this fanatics. Have you ever been called a fanatic? This fanatics. You are the ones that are making God look like whatever. You know you don't have the money. Why can't you wait for the money? I that wasn't my problem. Heaven said go to Nigeria. As it is in heaven, so. When God has spoken to you, there is a lot that will try to distract you. Amen. When God has spoken to you, there is a lot the enemy will try to say to you. When he's spoken to you, he's even going to send people. When heaven has opened up and said, this is what, people are going to try and help. They want to reason with you. The Bible says, I think in Colossians, it says, set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. When you start setting your mind on heavenly things, then you can bring heaven down. But if you're setting your mind on earthly things, you are not able to bring heaven. He said, fix your mind. You know what it is when, you, when something sets, it has taken shape. So when God has spoken to me, and I've heard him clearly, and I've seen heaven, I set, I lock it in. I lock it in. I lock my mind. I lock what he has said. Nothing else, no one else can convince me that God did not say what he has said. When you set your mind on things above, when your mind is locked into what heaven is saying, then you're able to bring heaven on earth. You're able to bring heaven on earth. You're able to bring heaven on earth. Set your mind on heaven. Set your mind on what God is saying. If you set your mind there, then you're able to bring in and to bring a change to what you are seeing on earth. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Matthew, we're going to close shortly. We will close shortly, but listen. We are not closing this meeting without establishing heaven on the earth. We're not closing this meeting without us making sure that the things that have been happening around us and the lies the enemy has been telling, whether he's telling it in our bodies, whatever, in our minds, whatever lies, we will not live without making sure that heaven displaces what earth is saying. We have the power. The Bible says in Matthew 18, 18. He says, assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I want to read it in the Amplified. Because if you read it here, you may interpret it as whatever I bind on earth, then heaven will quickly bind. Because that's what it's saying. But when you check the Hebrew, that's not how it is. So let me tell you Amplified. In the Amplified, it says, I, I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, shall have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, permit, declare lawful on earth, shall have already been loosed in heaven. In other words, I looked at heaven and I saw that in heaven it had been loosed. My healing was loosed. 
I looked at heaven and I saw that my provision was loosed. I looked in heaven and I saw that my soundness of mind was loosed. I looked in heaven and I saw that the very provisions I had asked for has been loosed. And because it has been loosed in heaven, I can loose it on earth. I looked and I saw. He says, whatever you lose is something, it has to be what has already, already been loosed in heaven. That means you are in connection, you are looking, you are in communion, you are checking heaven, and you are saying, this is what heaven is saying. That's what heaven is saying. Whatever I bind must be what has been bound. Sickness has been bound. It's been bound. Premature death has been bound. What is it he's speaking to you about? What lie is he telling? He says, it's been bound bound in heaven already so what are you supposed to do bind it on earth don't accept it don't accept it the lies he's telling you about your family oh my god he says bind about stop crying to me Stop crying. Stop coming to me. Oh Lord, what are you going to do about the situation? He says, I've bound it already. Now you bind it. You enforce what I have enforced. Malika Tulaba Shanta Yaraba. Enforce what I have said. I disallowed him, Satan. So you better disallow him in your home. I disallow you. You cannot be operating. You cannot be moving anyhow you like. You are bound. It is the heavens first. Once you can see what is happening in heaven, then you can bring it to the earth. It is the heavens first. It is the heavens first. You check the heavens. You check your connection to heaven. I want to pray for you. If you find that your connection has been faulty, you are not fellowshipping as you should. You're not spending time as you should. Today is the day that you rededicate yourself because you need to hear from heaven. I need to hear from heaven. I need to hear what heaven is saying about my life. I have been lied to long enough. I've been lied to long enough. I've been so consumed by lies. And sometimes because you think that you bind here and then maybe heaven will bind it. That's why you're not sure it's been bound. But when you know it's been bound, you come in and you say, just like when I knew that heaven had sanctioned my son's apartment, I didn't need any story. I just needed to come and say, you are the favored one. You get that apartment. Did I tell you when I shared the testimony that that day, that same day, the landlord contacted him and said, you are the one. Take the house. He did not even wait to Saturday. Because there was no need. Why? Because I had caught the thief already. I caught, I caught the liar. So he knew he, were, he had been exposed. He was naked. And so landlord said, take it. Take it. When you see heaven, You need to begin to see how God is responding to what is happening in your life. The things you are going through. The reason you're crying is because you cannot see how heaven is responding. 
the things happening where you have locked yourself away. You are that way because you have not seen the way heaven responds. When the enemy comes in like a flood, when he, when he rushes in, when I should be quaking. We were talking the other day. We were praying and talking. And I laughed because there was, you know, when you have a, a need, a major need, the kind that will, can give you ulcers. Do you know that need? Or the kind that you either lose weight or you get fatter. Because you need to do something. And I was laughing because it is huge. Yet, I sought for anxiety. I couldn't find it. It was nowhere. Why? Because my mind was set on things above. And then it's drawing closer and closer. And the closer it is, the more I'm like dancing. Just running around as if everything is in order. Why? Because as it is in heaven, so it is on earth. I said to her, I said, I can't, I can't find anxiety. I can't find stress. I can't find fear. I can't find, I can't find any of those things the enemy uses to plague the children of God. I can't find it. Why can't I find it? Because I'm not seated here. I'm seated in heavenly places. Amen. That's where you are positioned. Sisters, you are seated. You are positioned in heavenly places. So when things begin to happen, you say, I'm, I'm not even sitting at this level. I'm not here with you. I will, I will go where I'm seated, and then I'll come and deal with you later. I'm seated. I couldn't find anxiety. I want to read some too. I think I'll close. Shut up, ba 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 You see, we're going to make sure we are hearing from heaven now and we're enforcing it now. When the enemy, I had to read this scripture because I love it. It says, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? When the enemy is raging, right? I was in why? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. Verse 4. He says, he who sits in heaven shall laugh. I will pause. What is happening on earth? The heathen, they are raging. The nation is raging. The kings of the earth gathering and taking counsel. That's what's happening on the earth. That's what you are seeing. What is happening on the earth? Conspiracies over your life. Lies of the enemy over your life. What is happening on, on earth? At work, they are planning all kinds of things. Ways to implicate you. What is happening on earth? What are the kings of the earth doing? But don't focus. Don't focus. Don't keep your focus on what is happening on the earth. Why? Because heaven first. So you go up. When you go to see what heaven is saying, the Bible says, He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath. I love this. He that sits in heaven, he will first laugh. Like, what are these ants? Who are these little, little things? Yes, they are kings of the earth. They can be principalities. They can be powers. They can be all kinds of things. Whatever they are, whether they are on the earth, whether they are in the second heaven, wherever. He just looks at them because where we are positioned, that's where we're supposed to. I remember one time I, I spoke on this. He that sits in heaven. Elder Edith, I know you remember because we talk a lot on these things. And I said, he that sits in heaven shall laugh. And I, I remember saying to you, I said, 
He that sits in heaven and laughs is not only God. You, after all, you are seated in heavenly places. So if you are sitting in heaven, then you too shall laugh. Yes? Don't just think, oh, is only God laughing. You too laugh. You are seated with him. So you that sit in heaven, when they are plotting against you, you are seated in heavenly places. So when you sit there, you laugh. <laughs> you are seated there. You start laughing. You look for tears. You can't find it. It's only laughter. He that sits in heaven, he shall laugh. And then when you finish laughing, then you turn. Then he will speak to them in their wrath, and he will distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You know what I like about this? It started off with the kings of the nations raging. And when he laughed and started speaking, he says, I will give you, see those kings? I will give them to you. I will give you their nations. I will give you their possessions. That's what he's saying. I will give for your inheritance the ends of the earth. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces with a potter's vessel. And then he goes on. Hallelujah. Because we know what heaven is saying, we declare it on the earth. Today, I know that the earth has been speaking, the enemy has been speaking. Some intelligent people have been speaking. Some people that when you want to step out and believe for the craziest miracles, they, they help to reset your mind. Meanwhile, your mind should not be reset. Just be crazy as you are. But today, today, we are here because we want to establish some things. Today, we are here because we can look at what heaven is saying and we can bring it on the earth and we can command everything that needs to align itself to what heaven is saying to begin to align itself in the name of Jesus it is simple because he said to us pray this way thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven we are praying that now you want to rise up to your feet. And when you rise up, I want you to pray. Listen, whatever area, whatever it is, that area of your life where he's lying, where he's lying, I want you to begin to usher in heaven into it. I don't know what your area is. I know what mine is. But I am seated where I can command, where I can begin to command. So today, I want you to do that. That's why you are here. Amen. Because he wants you to establish some things about your family, about your life. He wants you to establish some things. He wants you to uproot some lies. Not some. Every lie of the enemy. Come on, let us pray. Pray, pray, pray. Come on, come on, come on, pray. As it is in heaven, as it is in heaven, as it is in heaven, it is on earth in the name of Jesus. I am forced right now in the name of Jesus. Maziski bando yalama shelebrende lebe shukaba 
I enforce, I enforce heaven on earth as it is in heaven, as it is in heaven, your will be done. Let your will be done in every life here in the name of Jesus. That which you have purposed in heaven, according to that which is written in heaven, let it be in every life here in the name of Jesus. I displace right now every other speaking everything else that the enemy has put in place here on earth in the name of Jesus I topple it with the word of God I topple it with the will of God in the name of Jesus thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven thy will be done in every life here as it is in heaven thy will be done thy will be done Lord I enforce your will your will into every life. I enforce your will. I enforce your will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I was actually going to pray for some people. But the Lord said to me, let them enforce the will. So you're not going home with them. He said, you have taught them how to enforce. So let them enforce it. Now, if you don't want to enforce it, there's nothing I can do to help you. There's no extra prayer I can pray. Because he said... Let them pray. He said, Thy will be in my life as it is in heaven. You pray it. He says, Don't pray for that. You pray your own prayer because you've been given authority. And the word of God has come and faith has risen because faith comes by what? Hearing. So you've heard the word that will help you. Pray for yourself. He told us, he said our lives, it will be characterized by the unimaginable, by the supernatural, by the extraordinary. Begin to connect with that now and begin, let it echo here on earth in the name of Jesus. Let that unimaginable echo in your imaginable. Let the supernatural echo in your natural let the extraordinary echo in your ordinary in the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just like the Lord said to me, he says, I, I want to take glory from your life. I want, I want your life to just be giving me glory anyhow. It's the same thing. He wants your life to give him glory. He wants your life to give him glory. Just believe in him. Living by faith. Trusting that what he said is true. It's not a lie. Saying, I refuse this because it's not of God. And take, laying hold of what he has said. That's giving him glory. I want your life to give glory to God. Your life must give glory. Your life must give glory. You are not the sick getting healed. You are already healed. The enemy is trying to put sickness on you. But you are saying no in the name of Jesus. Everything he's bringing, you are just saying no. And you are believing God. And as you believe God over the lie of the enemy, he takes glory from your life. 
Hallelujah. I want you to pray, Lord, take glory from it. Let my life bring glory to you. Let my life bring glory. Every day, let me bring you glory. Just even in believing you, believe in your word, believe in your God. By saying yes, yes, yes to what you have said. Let my life bring you glory. I will follow the pattern of heaven. I will follow, oh God, what heaven is saying. And as I do that, it brings you glory. It brings you glory. I will not bring shame to your name. I will not bring disgrace, oh God. But I will walk in faith. I rise up and I say, yes, Lord, yes. Yes to your will. Yes to your will being done in my life. Yes to your will being done in this land. Yes, Lord. I say yes. I say yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the workings of your spirit in this place. Thank you for lifting, taking your people from this earthly realm and knowing that they are seated in heavenly places. Thank you for the reminder of our positioning. And because we have been reminded, we occupy our position. And from there, we make decrees and it is established. I thank you, Father God, because Lord God, we have declared it. You said we should pray. Your will be done. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so I'm declaring your will done in every life here in the name of Jesus. Father, we're going to begin to hear testimonies testimonies upon testimonies of that which you have done when heaven came and displaced the lies of the enemy thank you for the testimonies I give you glory I give you praise come on let's bless his name this ministry has come to you live from every nation Midrand for other life-changing messages and more information log on to www.everynationmidrand.org